Swanson to first. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. We are in overtime with the OT episode 94, the Charles Haley episode of For Future Considerations. As we get ready for NFL playoffs, he was a Cowboy and a 49er, was he not? As they get ready to play against each other uh, this coming week. We are going to get right into that as well this evening as we get ready for the NFL playoffs that get started. Our mediator, John, is going to throw out the NFL picks and we're going to find out where everybody's sitting so far. Boys, how's it going today? Good. You know what I was thinking about? What happens when we get past 99? We don't have any players left. We're going to have to come up with a different way to introduce the shows. There's now no jersey are... numbers. We'll make... Yeah, I never thought about that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 94 is the Ryan Smith hockey episode, right? Or the uh, Ch- there you go. Charles Haley <laughs> football that's a good one yeah that's a good one (laughs) that's good Rashad I don't know what we're gonna do you're the you're the mastermind you're gonna have to figure out something how we're gonna introduce Mm, three digit episode I don't think any of us really thought that we'd get to three digits. So, <laughs> in a, even in our uh, <laughs> even our break uh, breakout sessions here, we never really discussed what's going to happen in like six episodes. <laughs> That's true. That's so very true. Yeah, we really to... we really do live moment to moment on this show, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. And thanks to everyone for joining us along the ride. Uh, episode 94. Thanks to those who reached out and listened to our first episode of the week, episode 93. Yeah, if uh, you haven't yet, uh, I don't know what your problem is. You, you don't have anything else to do. <laughs> Come on. Episode 93 that was released on Wednesday. Great episode. One of my favorites. So go back there and take a listen to that and, and keep going in the, the rewind there and, and take a listen to some of the great interviews that we've had and uh, and some of the great shows we've had as well. That's right. We talked some football in that episode, and we're going to continue that conversation. We call it the OT because it's our second episode of the week. And uh, in this episode, we're going to make some wild card picks and NFL playoff predictions. And I'm even going to get you guys to uh, give your predictions for the Super Bowl. And we have a special guest joining us with their picks. A good friend of ours, in fact. This guy is known as the voice of Southern Georgian Bay. In fact... He has been the voice around Georgian Bay for more than 20 years. He currently works for Light 99.3 in Meaford, where he's the morning show host and marketing director. But he had stops with my broadcasting as a promotions director and an on-air host. He was the morning show host at Mix 106.5 in Owen Sound and operations manager at Bayshore Broadcasting. He was also the morning host at Power 88.5 in Newmarket, Back in the day, he even worked in radio in Eastern Canada. He is also well-known in Midland, where he was one half of the dynamic duo with yours truly in the Midland (laughs) Penetang Football League. He has been an OHL mascot, a groundhog whisperer, and we've been able to pull him away from his off-season training for the Seniors Golf Tour. 
Please welcome to for future considerations, J.D. Muffet. Welcome wow. to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We call it the Champions Tour, though. Oh, the we Champions don't Seniors Tour. yet. Although I, I can't wait until I am an actual senior because then you get the forward tees, right? So yeah, you're gonna smoke everybody at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking ahead, looking forward to good things. Looking forward to getting old. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, hey, you're in like the golf capital of Ontario, right? You well, there's a lot of golf in the area, that's for sure. Some some great courses. Uh, yeah, I, I can't complain. I'm within 15 to 20 minutes of, of many, many great courses. In the big metropolis of Meaford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the golden town. How cold <laughs> is it there? Minus 20 this morning. Only minus 20. Yeah, no, nothing. It was heat wave compared. Midland was minus 24. Stockton was minus 24. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty balmy, actually. That voice. Wow. Listen to that voice. <laughs> How long have you been in the radio broadcasting industry now, dude? Well, by that intro, anyone would say too long, for sure. <laughs> A long, long time. Uh, yeah, well, I graduated in 88. So I, I don't know what that works out to be with the math, but yeah, a long time, long, long enough. I should have known better a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> too late now too, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Too late. I have no other skills. So <laughs> besides golf, right? I'm getting better, but you know, that's a long road too, but that's okay. Yeah, that's a fun road. How'd you get your start in radio? Was this something you always wanted to do? broadcasting club in high school and I wanted to be a cook or chef and my parents talked me out of that and it's the only other thing that I had sort of a little bit of interest in like I said it was, I was uh, in a little broadcasting club through high school and thought I'd just take it in college to see if I still liked it and, and carried on from there jobbed out and went to Newfoundland and made my way back and you know, like all of us, you know, grinding your way through the through the places you get to until you get to the places that's going to uh, that you feel will pay off for you. And got to and sound in two thousand, and yeah, it's it's been good. It's been, it's been up and down, as you know, rain highs and lows, but but yeah, still in it, still battling away. Are you still cooking too? What's the the JD no. Lockett specialty? <laughs> no, no, I never did that. I, I like to eat, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I cook, you know, for the family the, the majority of the time, but nothing fancy. So that was that was wise advice from my parents, I think. So did you have the voice even then, though, when you were in the radio club in high school? I don't think I've ever asked you this before. Uh, I don't know. I think it kind of changed maybe a, a little bit later on. I, I've got some college friends that said that it was it changed even through college a little bit. So I don't know if it was uh, I, I don't think there's such a thing as second puberty, but. <laughs> but, uh, something, something happened somewhere. The know. first one didn't take. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say it's the second when it was actually the first. Late, late. <laughs> well, you were in the broadcasting club in high school, so that's right. <laughs> uh, that was more just for you know to meet girls. Of course. Oh yeah. Course. Do you know where those guys ended up? Like, who did you? Who was in? Uh, who was in your broadcasting club? I, I have. I have no idea. I have no idea. I know one one buddy uh, became a Marine, a U.S. Marine. He was a dual citizen, so he became a U.S. Marine. 
Uh, and that's that's about it. So he killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and you've been broadcasting radio ever since. Yeah, right? ever since. Yeah. How is doing radio on the rock in Newfoundland? Oh, my God. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. In, in, a, in the best possible way, about 20 years behind the rest of the country. Oh, wow. Like with no experience, I'm 21, I'm on the air and they and people thought, you know, we were rock stars. We, we do we do a teen dance at the local arena and 3000 kids would show up. Wow. wow. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like it was just the next. It was too much. Actually, that's kind of why I left it. It was too easy to get caught up in yourself and think, oh, I'm going to be a big deal. But. But as far as growing real experience and that kind of thing, I wanted to make my way back to Ontario, and and so I did eventually. And but that was a great time there. And everything you, you've you've heard about the people in Newfoundland is true. They're mm-hmm. so absolutely almost uncomfortably gracious and hospitable. We're really like you, you, you're, you're suspect because they're so nice. They must have a, a motive. But yeah, so amazing, so giving, so amazing. Oh, man. Well, we'll talk more radio with J.D., but we want to talk some football. J.D. is one of the biggest football fans we know, and he loves the Pittsburgh Steelers. How did you start cheering for Pittsburgh? My grandfather sat me down and watched Super Bowl nine, and I didn't know or care much about football. He explained to me why he liked the Steelers. Uh, smaller, smaller market team, blue collar team, uh, hard nosed team. Uh, they suffered a lot of losses for a lot of years and then finally turned things around. So as I started to like the game, I, you know, had, had a lot of regard for my grandfather. So I just followed along and, and followed the Steelers ever since. So it's wild card weekend. So we have two games on Saturday. So let's start there. Um, the 10 and 7 Las Vegas Raiders visit Cincinnati to take on the 10, 10 and 7 Bengals. So who do you guys have in that one? Go ahead, JD. Who you got? God, I, you know what? I love the Raiders now. <laughs> They're my second favorite team now. They got you in. Oh man! A mutual friend, Mark Patuk, he, he texted me and said, "You're welcome." I said, "Yeah, you're going right." But uh, I don't know. Cincinnati's—they're amazing this year. And every time I've wanted to doubt them because they're in our division as well, they—they they show that I'm wrong. They beat big teams. They put up big points. I, I think they're going to win it. Uh, Raiders have been great this year, but I think at times they've been lucky too, like the old Raider ways. Uh, I, I, my edge goes towards Cincinnati, although the lack of playoff experience in a lot in a lot of years probably isn't going to work for them. But mm-hmm. I think they'll get past that. They, they got such speed uh, in the air attack, and and Joe Burrow looks to be everything we were hoping for last year, but he got injured. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's their game to win. Line is five and a half. All right, Matt? Mm. For the Bengals. Yeah, for the Bengals. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I would take the line for the Raiders, um, but I'm I'm with JD and I would take the Raiders if the game was in Las Vegas. And if our other friend uh, that's of the podcast, Kiefer, didn't like the Raiders or did like the Raiders. So, <laughs> uh, because he likes it, I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. And, yeah, I, I like them because they're at home. Uh, I like teams that are that at skilled positions are so young. They're almost 
too stupid or too new to it's get that playoff right. Scared. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's where I'm looking with with that. But I would almost take the five and a half with with the Raiders. I think that's going to be a pretty close game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game too. Uh, I know I picked the Raiders just to be different last week when you had the Chargers, um, but uh, I was hoping for a tie. I, I got to tell you, I was hoping for a tie on the weekend. Oh, of course uh, you were. I know you don't want to hear that. Uh, um, uh, I, I like Cincinnati too. I think I'm going to join you guys. I'm all on the Bengals, even at five and a half. And then the second game on Saturday night is in Buffalo, where the 11 and 6 Bills host the 10 and 7 New England Patriots. So, Matt, we'll start with you this time. Oh, okay. I get the easy one. Um, so, <laughs> I think the Bills have underachieved at 11 and 6. I think the Patriots have overachieved at 10 and 7. I'm going to say the Patriots on the road because of Bill Belichick. I think he's still got something left to prove for himself here. And Buffalo has never broken away from the pack this season as we had kind of hoped that they would. And I, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things. And, and when we get to the Tampa Bay one, uh, I mean, you can't pick against Tom Brady. I can't pick against Bill Belichick. I'll ride those guys. If, if they lose in Buffalo, which is going to be a real tough place to play in this division matchup between those two teams who do not like each other and have not for a very long time, I'll take Bill over the, uh, possibly the, the excitement of the Bills. What do you think, Buffett? Yeah, I, I got to agree. Like, where were we two two or three years ago when Brady joined the the, uh, the Buccaneers? We thought, oh, the Buccaneers, they won't be the same team. Brady won't be the same. And they're just as good, if not better. They won the Super Bowl. And then here we go. The next frame of reference is uh, New England. Like, they couldn't possibly go anywhere without Brady. They're right back in the playoffs. <laughs> they're right back in, in contention. It's it's incredible, and that's Belichick. It is. I I, I agree with Matt. I, I can't bet against Bill Belichick. He'll find a way. It'll it'll be ugly, maybe for Bills fans, but he'll he'll find a way to win this. I can't go the same again. Like, <laughs> come on. Although I I do like the Pats, and the the Bills are favored by four. The line is minus four for Buffalo. <clears throat> wow. And. Uh, you know, I don't think it matters that the game is in Buffalo because they're both good cold weather teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill Belichick may decide to run the ball 50 times, um, right? Um, and the one thing that you said, Matt, that stood out is Buffalo hasn't really pulled away, even though they won 11 times this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is prime for an upset with New England. Um, I don't like my pick of Buffalo because of that. But I just to be different than you guys, I'm going to go with Buffalo here. <laughs> just to be different. And then we have three games on Sunday. The 9-8 and eight Philadelphia Eagles visit Tom Brady and the 13-4 and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Manny, you're the Eagles fan. Who you got? Listen, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, convince us. Come on. Convince us. Tom Brady is afraid of the Eagles. Going back to the Super Bowl when Philly whipped their uh, whipped his ass oh, wow. in the Super Bowl in 2018. It was February 2018 <laughs> when the Eagles pulled off the impossible. Uh, listen, I really hope the Eagles do win this one. I really, I I don't see it happening, but I'll give you this: the 
Bucks are banged up, right? No Chris Godwin, Mike Evans is hurt, Leonard Fournette is hurt. These, those guys might play, but they're banged up. Buccaneers favored by eight and a half. Wow. Nobody can go against Tom Brady. I'm going to take the Eagles at the odds. I think the game's going to be a whole lot closer than that. I think the run game of Philly will keep Tom Brady off the field. I still think the Bucks win, but not by eight and a half. Give me the box by about 12. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was I was in your living room, Manny, watching the Eagles beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Very, very cool to celebrate that with you. I, I won't be able to come over on Sunday for the last Eagles game of this season. But <laughs> I hope you enjoy it in the confines of that beautiful basement you have. I'm still going to drink as much, though, as we did that night. <laughs> oh, man. It'll, it'll be a different kind of drinking. It'll be sadder. And- oh, come on. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be a little watered down, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Moffy, you too? You got the box by what, 20? No, uh, somewhere in between the the two guesses you guys have made. I, I think I think Tom, Tom Brady in the playoffs. I I just can't see anyone going betting against him. Uh, you're right though about the receiving core for the Buccaneers, and I and I think maybe AB is is partly to blame. I think he's he's um, caused them to they got to do some replanning for this weekend. That's for sure. Um, because say what you like about him, he was a good receiver and he was doing well with the Buccaneers. So it's going to make things a little bit different for Tom Brady to be used to, but and, and with the injuries with those receivers. But I still think uh, I think the Buccaneers defense will be the the difference maker and and step up hard and often. I, I, we've seen good Philadelphia and we've seen the other side, right? So. I don't think they're good enough to match up at this point this year. So I'm taking Tampa Bay, but I'm taking the points with Philly, right? Right. Then you guys don't even want to touch that at all. No, thanks. I'm saying at least. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Dallas Cowboys are 12 and 5, and they're home to the 10 and 7 San Francisco 49ers. Matt? I'm going upset here, boys. The San Francisco 49ers have very quietly won four of their last five games. They lost by three points in Tennessee. Very difficult place to play. That's the top seed in the conference, right? They've been in Los Angeles, beat the Rams. They were in Cincinnati, beat the Bengals. And then they had a couple of easier games with Atlanta and Houston. This is the time that everything's starting to come together. When you want your team to start playing hot, quietly, there haven't been many hotter teams than the 49ers right now, and I would just like to see another implosion in Dallas yeah. in that sta- in that billion-dollar stadium with all those superstars and everything ready to go. I'm going to take the upset on this one. I'm going to take the 49ers. I'd like to see that too, but I just don't think it'll happen. I think what Dallas put up 50 points last week and, and won convincingly the week before. I think they're on the rise as well. Um, not a lot of press on Dallas this year for, for whatever reason, at least from my standpoint, uh, you know, not even Michael Irvin all over them. Like he always is every weekend. I think Dallas will probably win this one and, and probably convincingly, I think they're looking to still make a statement in the NFC and to, to be, 
be in the way of whoever thinks that they're going to get all the way to the show. So, yeah, I would take Dallas on that. So this is the tightest line of the weekend. It's Dallas minus three. Gee. So I think it'll be a good game. Like, I I really want to pick the 49ers here. The Cowboys, they put up 50, but they put up 50 against – the Philadelphia high school football team. The Eagles <laughs> rested their entire starting lineup. What was that? I thought it was the uh, the Midland Penetang Football League. Isn't that who they were playing? <laughs> the Pan My Steelers. <laughs> uh, listen, I hope Dallas implodes. I think they win. Me too. This. I do too, honestly. Uh, but. I think they win this week and lose the next week. I think everybody's going to feel good about Dallas for one week, but then I think they're going to take it the following week. So I'll, I'll go with Dallas this week. Plus, this Dallas Cowboys hard knocks was the worst hard knocks they've ever done. That was that was awful. Terrible. I hate uh, the Cowgirls. Hate I've them. I've seen more entertaining shows uh, or episodes of 90 Day Fiance, right, Rashad? You tell them. <laughs> that is quality television. I'm waiting for that the, show to win an Emmy. <laughs> oh man! And then the nine seven and one Pittsburgh Steelers hit the road to visit the Kansas City Chiefs, who are twelve and five. So JD, you're the Steelers fan. We'll let you go first. Well, um, <laughs> I'd like wow. to tell a story that sees them, uh, you know, put it together with heart and with Ben's last hurrah extended a, a couple more weeks. But uh, I mean, the smart choice is Casey. What's the line so far? Ooh, the line is is pretty big. You ready for this? <laughs> uh oh. Twelve and a half. Wow. Oh. They won't win by twelve. And the if Chiefs do, won't win by twelve? If Casey wins, they'll win by either they'll lose or they'll win by thirty. Because wow. that's the kind of Pittsburgh team that'll show up. Pittsburgh, except for the last time they played the Chiefs, usually plays really teams well. Plays them tight. It's it's the Detroit's of the world that they don't, you know, that they fall short on. But uh, I'd, I'd love to see them win. It's all heart is my pick. 12 points. I don't think they'll win by 12. I think Pittsburgh will keep it ridiculously close and, and dangerously close as far as Chiefs fans are concerned. So am I writing you down for Pitt? You take me down for Pitt. If it's 12 points, yeah. I think we could lose by three. <laughs> And only because a, a kick might get missed or something really bizarre in the fourth quarter that turns it against the Steelers' way, I think it'll be tighter than 12, that's for sure. I I got to go with KC here. I think their defense is a whole lot better as the year progressed. I know it sucked at the beginning of the year. Nobody blasted the Kansas City defense harder than Manny Pava on For Future Considerations <laughs> week after week, and now he's touting the defense. The defense has gotten better. And uh, I know that Pitt, that's Pittsburgh's game, their defense. Um, I just think KC is finding finding some rhythm down the stretch here with their yeah, defense. I think so, too. And uh, I think that's going to make them tough to beat. I, I agree with you. I don't think KC wins by 12 and a half or 12. I think the game's a whole lot closer than that, but I think KC wins. I'll take Casey in the blowout then. I'll take him at 14 and a half on the spread. Wow. Blow him out. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes has the same kind of gene in him that uh, Tom does and, and the rest of them. I think once it's uh, once it's game time, things things change for him. And I think that's going to be the case on Sunday. 
And then the final wild card game of the weekend is the Monday Nighter when the 12 and 5 LA Rams are home to the 11 and 6 Arizona Cardinals. Manny? The Cardinals were the talk of the league right at the beginning of the season, and then they come back down to earth. Uh, Matthew Stafford can't seem to play a game without throwing an interception. Um, but the Rams. I don't know. They they have too much talent there to lose in the first round of the Arizona Cardinals. The line is Rams by four at home, and I think they're going to win in a tight game. I think even though Stafford will likely throw a pick, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey on defense, I think they make a statement against Arizona. And I like Sean McVay more than I like Cliff Kingsbury. I think Sean McVay is a more experienced coach. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go that way and pick the Rams in this one. I think this is going to be the tightest game of the weekend. And and I find it hard to believe that at worst an 11-win team is going home uh, after week one just says a lot about about that division and and that that three teams that make the division with Winning records by the parody of the NFL showing here. Uh, for I don't think coming into uh, these playoffs, there's a team that has more pressure on them or, or should have more pressure on them than the Rams. The Rams have made a lot of moves in a very tif- difficult sport to make those kind of moves, to get big guys. They've given up a lot of draft picks that are coming up for the next couple of years and loaded up, and they just seem to pick up another guy who's got an incredible resume, and this guy, and this guy. I think there's a ton of pressure on the Rams. I will take the Rams. I don't think it's – I would almost take the the Cardinals and the spread, but the Rams to win the game. I think, you know, Matthew Stafford would be nice to see him – in, in a playoff game, win a playoff game. Um, but I think this this road is going to be real tough for, for L.A., and that's a team that was built, and they've made no bones about it. This is this is the window right now, and, and they're going to have a tough run for sure. I agree. This is going to be the tightest one. I think, boy, I mean, Arizona's got all the tools to make to upset. I, I would call this, if I was going to call an upset because it's so tight already, It's a, to me it's the easiest one to call as an upset because it's so close. Uh, Cardinals have looked off and on, mostly on good uh, throughout the season, and all the tools are there. I, I don't think, I, I just don't know. We there, there aren't many uh, special type quarterbacks than the one Arizona has as far as being able to scramble, extend plays, and yet hit targets on the run. Uh, they, they've got great receivers. They've got a surprising little defense. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Cardinals to upset because the Rams have proven to sometimes disappoint when when expected mm-hmm. to pull off yeah. wins. And, and I don't know if it's Stafford. I don't know. The, the, sometimes there just seems to be something that's missing on the field. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup's had a great year, but but uh, and the defense is strong. But at times, again, they've sometimes they just come out a little flat. So uh, Cardinals, I'll take is for the upset. DeAndre Hopkins is not playing for Arizona this weekend, so I think that's a big loss. Two teams, and then two teams not playing this weekend: the thirteen and four Green Bay Packers and the twelve and five Tennessee Titans. They both received first round buys. So, how far do you think they will go? I, I don't know if they make it to the Super Bowl, even though they're the number one seeds. I don't know if they make it to the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's because I 
have a bad taste in my mouth from the Aaron Rodgers saga or, you know, is Derrick Henry really that healthy to be the lead running back for the Titans? Uh, I, at the beginning of the year, I said KC Tampa Bay. I know I went out on a limb and picked those two teams to meet in the Super Bowl again, but you know, I, I still like that, even though Tampa Bay's dealing with some injuries. I, I don't believe in Tennessee at all uh, coming in. I, I think, and even the extra week, sure, it gives them Derrick Henry a little bit of, of rest. But I mean, based on the, the, the however you want to work this bracket, uh, you end up playing a, a number four in Cincinnati. Maybe that's a winnable game for them because being at home and, and that you could be playing the number six Patriots. Uh, I mean, if if the world ends, you could play the number seven Steelers. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a tough, tough road for, for Tennessee. Um, I think the Packers are as good as anybody in the NFC. Again, you're going to have to beat Tom Brady. And yes, the Super Bowl or the NFC championship goes through Green Bay, but it really goes through Tom Brady. To see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers face off, I think, would be pretty entertaining uh, in the NFC Championship game for sure. And I do like the idea. I really like the idea this year of Bill and Tom in the Super Bowl one more time, and then both of them retire at the end of the year. (laughs) Oh, wow. I say that now. It will be a nauseating two weeks if those two teams are in the Super Bowl. (laughs) But... I, I love the idea. Well, if uh, if Henry is back and Henry is healthy, that changes, I think, a real confidence level for Tennessee. It takes the pressure off Tannehill, who has been at times hit and miss. It, it puts him into a way better position to do less and still win. But but he's got to he's got to be 100 percent. And then he has to make a difference immediately for Tennessee to get to get far. Uh, there's a there's a lot that has to happen for either one of those teams to get to the Super Bowl. One year, there was a six seed that advanced to the Super Bowl, beat Seattle, <laughs> and nobody saw that coming either. So it could happen, the number seven this year. And ben Who was that team? Seven, and the Steelers going for Super Bowl number seven. Wait a minute. It's destiny. Is, not. is Jerome Bettis <laughs> playing in this game, too? Is he back? Maybe. We should suit him up. We should suit him up. See what AB is doing. He might join us again. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Who's your Super Bowl pick? Packers have a good shot. Uh, it's it's hard to say again. Like if Rogers, it would be a swan song if the, the rumors finally come true that he's about to move on. I just assume him not win the Super Bowl and have him move on, and maybe he comes to a certain smaller market. <laughs> fills in the shoes that Ben had worn for so many great years. Somehow uh, the NFL has just really swung in the Steelers' favor come playoff time, hasn't it? It always <laughs> not, does. Not, not only have they possibly won the Super Bowl, they're getting Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you heard it here first. Like, who's your Super Bowl pick? Who's your, who are the two teams to meet in your Super Bowl, Moffat? Oh, wow. I would say I'm going to guess um, – I'm going to guess Tampa and – uh, yeah. I don't know. Tampa and KC sounds right. It sounds like that That makes a lot of sense. You could make a little bit of money making those bets. I'd like to see something else, though, but, you know, that's the fan in me. 
J.D. Moffitt is our guest on this special football edition of the OT. Last couple of questions for J.D. How many people know that you were um, the best OHL mascot ever <laughs> for the Owen Sound Attack? The original Cubby. But you know what? He was inspired. Cubby was inspired by the guy who did the music at some of those games because he played the cool tunes that made him the dancing bear that he was known to be. <laughs> really? That was you, Manny. That was you, no, Manny. no, I was going to say Fred Wallace, right? No, Brad, Brad Wallace. Listen, good times. Bombs over Broadway has never been played so eloquently with Cubby at an OHL game before. <laughs> And I was like, with the helmet, I was so huge. Yeah, I just man. felt like I felt like Superman. Not and only no were you the- for a long time, no one knew it was me. So Ooh. I'd go incognito, and and I just was. Yeah, I took on the character. It was great. Wasn't wasn't the mascot like a crop top on you though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a half shirt. <laughs> At least here. <laughs> Not only was he the quiet one, he was also the tallest mascot in the OHL at the time. For sure. That was good times. You Grand were hit by a car when you were a mascot, were you? That wasn't no, you, was it? Oh, no, that was that was the uh that was the That was Digger. Yeah. Right? That, the old oh, mascot okay. Digger. Later's yeah. mascot, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hit by a truck at center ice at the old arena <laughs> speaking of animals groundhog day is coming up what is your favorite memory from hanging out with wyerton willie we did a few of the morning shows out there right yeah oh man uh the, the, lots of memories of lots of years like from one year to the next we weren't sure if we'd have uh the same groundhog that we had prior. <laughs> I guess this year's the same. Yeah. And, was it, was it the first year that you were in Owen Sound? Is when the groundhog passed, where they announced that Willie died. Was I think that the it was first? a couple of, couple of years in. Okay. And then there was okay. Wee Willie, and yeah, <laughs> they tried to pass off a, like a ground groundhog as as Wired and Willie as well at one point or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of good times in the meeting place. Yes, <laughs> I just pancakes. Remember- you give yes. pancakes. They stack them up before and after the show. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. You want some more pancakes? <laughs> See, I always remember you and I were talking. Oh, we got to go again this year. The biggest thing about it wasn't the day of the prognostication. It was. Are we going to make it there? Do we have to go the day before to make sure we were there in minus 30 degree weather with a blizzard coming off Georgia? (laughs) Stand at the Spirit Rock, which they opened just for that week again because it was to be closed for the winter. They opened it for that week for us. And it was minus 40 in the hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then we're in a little trailer with four or five fans going, blowing the fuses every 15 minutes. Trying to stay on the air. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> and do you remember the three guys from Kitchener who were dressed up in white Willie costumes? On the, the night before, the the costumes would be pure white. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, but the next morning, they'd be all dark. Because they'd be they, fighting and playing in the snow and yeah, yeah, they, snow banks. 
they would pull an all-nighter and get hammered. Yeah. And then the, the next morning, by the time the prognostication came, <laughs> these guys smelled bad. Yeah. And yeah. Their white costumes were brown. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, the three of us have talked about uh, oh, careers funny. in radio, that kind of thing. Um, JD, do you have any advice that you would give to anyone? Yeah, we've dispensed oh. ours in the past. Don't chase the money. <laughs> you will not find it <laughs> for a long long time no i i, I don't know if i have any uh it, gosh uh it, it's not at all what you think but it can be everything that you're hoping for you know uh we've you know worked together with great people uh met great people lost great people over the years uh um, amazing memories uh <laughs> Great moments, uh, uh, troubling moments, uh, stressful moments. You know, uh, we we all remember we were probably on the air in some capacity when uh, you know when even when nine eleven hit. I remember that day, uh, and and I, I think it's important to just to remember that. Uh, yeah, these are the memories that you carry carry with you uh, through whatever other directions you take, and and that actually a career in media can take you into so many other directions with a, with a, you know, a, a built skill set that can help you excel in, in many other fields. It's, you, you, I used to think it's the only thing I can do, but I know that many who have done only radio have gone on to do, you know, many great things in many other fields. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great, great to have in your tool belt to have the, the abilities that you build and develop when you're, when you're uh, in media, especially in radio. The other question we always ask everybody is uh, when we get to people that know Manny and in this case also know John very well. <laughs> I don't know if you're not chasing the money that Manny's got it because we haven't gotten a real good Manny Pava story out of anybody that's been on the show. So I broke because I paid I'll, people I'll, off. <laughs> I'll, I'll just also, I don't, know how great, I don't know how great a story it is. But uh, the first year I was there, I was uh, in my 30s, and there was a lot of uh, young people th- that were at the station. A lot of us were single, so it was nothing for us all to get together and go out and do things. We'd go to movies, we'd go out to the, to a, to the club on a Friday or Saturday night. Well, one night they brought me out to Kincaid's at the, at the Days Inn. I don't know if it's still there or not. And they did karaoke. And I didn't know many of the staff at all, let alone what they were like. And this guy fires up, bust a move like it was (laughs) preset, ready to go. And he knew every word. And I just thought to myself, well, this guy, I didn't understand it because I saw this, you know, straight laced, hardworking, you know, crack the whip kind of a news director. And then boom, he's in the bust a move. (laughs) It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And a friendship was born that day, yes, right? And a friendship was born that day. MCs is a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so many good stories. Moffat, thanks for joining us. And hey, good luck to your Steelers this weekend, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So hopeful. Our thanks again to our good friend JD Moffat for joining us on the podcast. Have you guys done karaoke before 
What's your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> I have never done karaoke. Oh. I was in choir when I was a kid, uh, really young in public school, but I've never sung after that. Really? Well, no, now, only we, what? now we know what Matt Isn't and I are going to uh, do next time we're together. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the uh, the line from um, uh, what was the Will Ferrell movie Step Brothers when uh, he had the angelic voice and he, he wouldn't sing anymore for anybody? Is that is that what we're dealing right with right now? Um, well, you know what's funny is I sing in the car and I changed all the lyrics to sing about my dog. And when my dog and I are in the car, he licks my mouth to get me to stop singing. So, oh my god! Also, oh. I, don't, I don't know if that's what he's doing. I think he, you just have tremendous this voice that he's trying to show you how much he loves it. He, he thinks he's getting wooed. That's what's happening. He thinks he's getting wooed. You are the Michael Buble for dogs everywhere. The, the crooner that you are. The dog, look at it from the dog angle. This is the guy that feeds me. He takes me out for walks. He drives me around. He sings to me. It's like, I, I got to make a move. I got to let him know that I, I got the same. I feel the same. <laughs> oh, man. Do you change, like, love shack to words about your dog, Bruno? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're going to pick that song. The next time the three of us are together, we're going to a karaoke bar. And you're going to sing love shack. <laughs> and I, we don't care if you change the lyrics to your dog or not. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> this is going to be awful. <laughs> it's going to be great. Hell, we've we've been waiting for the perfect reason for you to come down here. Manny puts in a pool. You still don't come. Now we've got it. We, the, the karaoke, look, that, isn't that the best way to do it? If you're going to do karaoke for the first time, go to a town that no one knows you. That is true. Just get, go, go to a, a dive bar we'd never go to again and just put, take Bruno's picture out of your wallet <laughs> and sing Lady in Red. And change the words however you need to. Just get it out. You're going to give these people the story of a lifetime shot. <laughs> And if the pandemic never looked so lovely as you did tonight. <laughs> and if the pandemic doesn't allow us to go anywhere, I will rent a karaoke machine so you can belt it out in my neighborhood. And just for everyone to listen to those dulcet tones of yours. <laughs> Jill's like you're serenading me with Lady in Red? No, 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 no. Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, can you move? Can you move? The dog can't see. I can't lock eyes with him oh, if you're in the way. <laughs> what a way to end this great episode! This is amazing. This is awesome. Having oh. having our good friend JD Moffat on the episode, talking some great football, and then some great karaoke talk. Amazing. That's Amazing. right. Go back and go back and listen to the debate episode or any of the other ninety-three episodes. I can promise you, we don't talk about serenading dogs by karaoke in any of those. But we've only got six more episodes of this thing. We might as well get to it. Hey, and you can be a part of this kind of thing too, if you like. 
Send what is your karaoke yes, song? Send us your karaoke, your karaoke songs. Song. Send right. us your karaoke songs. <laughs> Four feature considerations at gmail.com is where you send that information. Oh man, and if you want to sing some for us, we'll put if you want to sing a few yeah. bars, we'll put it on Pump It or Dump It. <laughs> send us an MP3. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> You're once, <laughs> twice, three times a puppy. <laughs> I like big butts in a canola. <laughs> Come on, Rashad, it's all over. So many songs for you to choose from. <laughs> Make an album out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. Hey, we're on we're on social oh. media too. You can drop us some messages there too. Yeah, podcast FFC on the old Twitter. It's back, baby. Yes, and uh, Instagram as well, and uh, for future considerations on Facebook too. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors if they are still a sponsor. <laughs> London Awnings Quality that shows, and Shane Topolovic has not left us yet after last week's episode. <laughs> Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics, specializing in sport training, health, and wellness. He's still doing his runs on on Thursdays too. So if uh, if you feel like uh, you want to get this much closer to death, head to Suicide <laughs> Hill and run uh, in the freezing cold. Tell him we sent you too. Oh, man. <laughs> oh boys all right this is this is enough i think people's ears are bleeding we gotta <laughs> go have a, have a great weekend enjoy the nfl playoffs we'll see you next week thanks for listening to for future considerations that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion in my opinion that sucked their mentality's awful their attitude's awful it's been their mo for the last three years tonight i saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.